Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to OCA's Asia Town Voice. It's an hour-long nonprofit program on WJCU's 88.7 FM radio. We're on here every Sunday from 7 p.m. to 8 p.m. This hour-long program provides you with an inside look at the Asian American and Pacific Islander Americans community, culture, education, and events going on in Northeast Ohio. OCA's Asia Town Voice is volunteer-based, and we hope that you, the listener, will enjoy our program and give your support to WJCU. This way, we can continue to provide many voices with many choices to, to you. you. Oh, almost. <laughs> Want to try that again? Try yeah. That again? So this way, WJCU can continue to provide many voices with many choices to, to you. you. There we go. We did it. <laughs> Third moment. And uh, welcome, ladies and gentlemen. This is DJ Bossy Lady, real name Yun Tang. On air from Chicago is DJ Alexicon. This is DJ Windy City Alexicon. <laughs> What's it like over there? We haven't talked to you since you moved. I know, I know. Things it, Time flies fast, and uh, before we know it, it's already seven months, and uh, I'm in it's Chicago, living a quiet life. Quiet? You? Yeah. Yeah, unbelievable. A lot of people couldn't believe it, but I've made a lot of friends, four of them. And uh, <laughs> Whoa, whopping four. <laughs> I know, I know. I my goal is to use my other hand to count my friends, so I'm kind of borderline. I can only use <laughs> one hand right two now. More. Make two more. Two friends. more, two more to get over the hump. Well, you know, you know, it's probably they're just quality friends, right? Maybe you're yeah, not. Yeah, they are quality Filipino friends. I have that. Uh, well, honestly speaking, I've been focusing on on uh, on my career and my certifications. That's why I never go out as much. I don't I don't go out as much as uh, when I was in Cleveland. So. Well, okay. So, what what is your new job, by the way? I don't think you ever told me. Oh, uh, I'm an IT con senior IT network consultant for oh, a wow. small consulting firm in the computer industry. Wonderful. <laughs> I have uh, clients that I drive to, so there's a lot of driving involved. Ah, good thing you got that new car, right? Correct. That, it's not new. It's a SUV. You know, oh, SUV. well, I mean, it, you did get a car that wasn't the one you were driving before. Yes. So it's one, of kind of to, one of the perks is um, I get to stay at home. I have help desk shifts like tonight, so I don't drive every day, and uh, I have uh, the time is flexible, which is great. Awesome. So, uh, speaking of those new Filipino friends, today's episode is going to be about um, Tagalog, the Filipino language. Um, yes. So, your friends, do they speak Tagalog? Uh, yes, they do, surprisingly. Uh, you should have invited them on the show. They live far. <laughs> uh, the, the problem here is this place is so huge. You know, they live, uh, the, the, two, uh, the two of my friends live downtown, which is 45 minutes DJ away. Alexicon, we're on Skype right now. They could have just dialed in. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but, uh, one is having a birthday uh, dinner or slash show, which I'm not attending. So <laughs> What? It's That's... too far. It's just a hassle to park. Parking is 40 bucks. So you can't take the train down? It takes an hour, and then you have to take Uber or taxi to get to the place, and then before it, it's just a big hassle. That's that's why I, that's why I miss Cleveland oh, because yeah. there you go. Okay, let's meet downtown, Green Tavern, <laughs> whatever, and then twenty minutes you're just there. Well, how do you say um, tavern in Tagalog? Tagalog. I don't think there's a word for tavern because really? there's no taverns in the Philippines. <laughs> okay, what about a bar or a place where you go to get alcoholic drinks? No. Don't tell me there are no bars in the Philippines. There are bars in the Philippines, but you call them bar. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> well, that makes learning Tagalog super easy. So, so I know. So, what I'm saying is, a bar, it's historical, right? Here in the United States, we have bars that are 50, 60 years old. It's part of the, the culture, the, uh, the melting pot culture of the United States. I'm not sure if there are bars in China. Are there bars in China, like yep. from... The dynasties? Well, I don't know about the dynasties, but they call them jopa. And actually, no, they don't have bars. They have tea houses that also serve liquor. And the tea houses often have entertainment. See, there you go. There's nothing like that in the Philippines because the Philippines was under Spain for 300 years. And it's a highly, highly Catholic country. And during that time, imbibing is not really encouraged. So, actually, speaking of bars and um, the Spanish rule... 
I was in New Orleans recently, and we took a tour, and I found out two things. The first one relating to Spain. You know how there's many cemeteries that are above ground, and most people believe it's because of the uh, swampy soil that you can't bury the bodies underground? Well, yeah. I heard that the French were actually jealous of the Spaniards' um, beautiful, decorated, above-ground tombs, and that's why they emulated the style. And second of all, I learned that one of the original, um, before bars were in place, they had these barrel rooms. And what the barrel rooms were, there was like, um, I believe, wine, whiskey, and beer. But they weren't actually wine, whiskey, and beer. They were like uh, diluted tobacco with some like really rough like moonshine alcohol. Diluted tobacco? Yeah, and these were for people who worked so hard, they're just miserable, and they went to go drink until they forgot how miserable they were. Uh, <laughs> so that's really depressing, and that is like the predecessor of bars. So, <laughs> wow. But, wow. Um, but we're getting off track here. Talk I know, we're getting off track. Yeah. We're getting off track. So, but anyway, the focus of the show tonight is inspired a few... Uh, uh, in our past episode where we talked about these two Indian ladies, and we touch briefly on languages and uh, you know that it was a good idea to start having episodes and discussing about the intricacies of uh, different languages. Yes, and they were talking briefly about the Tamil language. T-A-M-I-L. Yes. So, and um, I volunteered to, to start with the Tagalog language yes. or Filipino language because it's, it's easier. It's easier. It's, it's is, not... you know, can you explain how that is easier? Um, let's talk about history first. Yes. Uh, it's called Filipino language because it's a noun for uh, the country's national language. Mm-hmm. Like uh, in the United States, our national language is English. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are called Americans. So for the Philippines, uh, a citizen of the Philippines is called the Filipino, and the language is also Filipino. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, so there's a so Filipino is a different language than Tagalog. Yes, yes, there are different uh-huh. uh, remember, language. A language is the official dialect of a country. Yes. Okay. I did not so, know that. Going back in history, continuing in history, the Filipino language is actually the Tagalog dialect. Okay. So there was Filipino. What is that language? Uh, Filipino language is Tagalog. The reason it okay. became the national language is in the nineteen uh, uh, in the nineteen forties. The president was from an area who spoke the Tagalog dialect. Okay, so there, Tagalog is a dialect, but there's other Filipino dialects. Oh, there's Tagalog. other dialects all over the country. <laughs> got it, got it. Okay, I'm sorry. It so happens that the first president of the Philippines, that the president of the Philippines after World War II, came from that area and he made the, nas- the Tagalog dialect the national language because it's spoken all over the country. If it, the person came from another area, it could have been different. Okay, because I thought what you were saying was that Tagalog was the uh, dialect, the old language, and Filipino was a new national language. No, but, no, it's okay. the same. I, okay, I got, I got what you mean. And yeah. then, what are? Give us an example of some of the other dialects spoken in the Philippines. Uh, Cebuano is popular. Um, Cebuano. Sorry, what is it? Cebuano. Cebuano. C e b u a n o. Mm-hmm. And um, they, this language is spoken in the southern part of the Philippines. Cebu is actually a big city, just like Manila. It's got an international airport. So a lot of people came from that area. It's called Cebuano. Mm-hmm. And another dialect that was spoken by the Marcoses is Ilocano. Mm-hmm. So that's in the north, upper north. Uh, another language is, a dialect is called uh, Batangueño. Mm-hmm. That's close to uh, the area where the Tagalog uh, dialect uh, came from. What, what and there are more others. What about you? Uh, do you speak Tagalog? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm very, uh, I'm very fluent in Tagalog. I could read a book straight in Tagalog. Wow. This, uh, my mother, uh, my mother came from that area. My uh, father came from a different area, and he spoke a different dialect too. So. If someone does not come from Manila, they'll, they probably can speak two to three dialects plus English. Uh, oh, wow. That is mind-blowing. Um, my question is, are these dialects different, like different languages like they have in India? Or are they just variations of different pronunciations and just different uh, gram- um, not grammar, different oh, they're, uh, terms? They're completely different uh, grammar and completely different uh, sounding, too. Wow. 
Yeah, yeah. I used to date someone from the uh, south, and she was speaking Samoano, so it was a little bit. It was a little bit different. But the writing is the writing different too. No, 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 no. The writing's the same. Okay. That that's what makes the uh, Filipino language easy. Is because French, you got this uh, pronunciation, blah 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 blah. blah. <laughs> You know, what? The, <laughs> I'm sorry. I, what? <laughs> what did you say? The French language is like flowing. It's like smooth, and then the Spanish language is like uh, pequeño. Como estas? There's like a lot of you know. Did you say foie Is that what you said? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm just okay. explaining that different languages have different forms, different variations. Chinese language they have intonations, right? Mm-hmm. With the Filipino languages. What you hear is what you say. So the alphabets are the same as American alphabets. Okay. But lesser. So there's not 26 letters, there's less. Oh, there's uh, 1, 2, 3, 4, <laughs> 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19. 19? So yes. uh, do they look like the English letter or the Roman alphabet? Is it like the Roman? Yes, they look They 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 look and sound. Let me let me say it to you, the alphabets. But wait, what, what letters are missing is what I'm curious, more curious about. Q is probably missing. W? Q is missing. Z. No okay. W is there. W's there. Okay, what about V? No, 20, 20, 20, 20 letters. There's no V. No V? Okay. Uh, no X? No X. Let's see. Let me see if I can guess all of them. I know. Um, I'm looking uh, at it right now and I'm trying to figure out what's missing. J. There's no J. Okay. What about C? There's no C. Ha! There's no <laughs> F. I think that's seven, right? What do we say? J C F Q Z. No S. There's an no F F like Frank. Okay. Yes. And then oh, that's six. We're missing one. No, that no. You said there was twenty. So then we we got all six. That's all six. Yeah. There we go. Wow. I've never Um, really itemized what's missing until tonight. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I was always curious. I know the Chinese uh, when they use pinging, which is their romanization or their phonetic spelling of their characters. Um, I guess it's like the Japanese Romanji, but they're missing just V. But sometimes V is still used because they have an extra letter, which is a U with two dots on it. And then when you're typing it on um, a keyboard, sometimes they use the letter V in place of the U with the two dots, the umlauts. So, so the way it's said is flat. It's, it's flat-mannered, you know. Um, you'll see. So let me, let me say the alphabets. Mm-hmm. Okay, let me begin. It goes A, Ba, Ka. Da, e, ga, ha, i, la, ma, na, nga, o, pa, ra, sa, ta, u, wa, ya. Wow. But wait, you did mention a, a C. You said ka. Yeah, because it's K. Oh, so C and K are the same, same, but it's written as letter K. Got it. And they moved it to as a third letter. Yes. So there is a there is a one letter that's not in the English alphabet. It's the NGA. Oh, how do you pronounce that? Na. That makes a lot of sense. So yeah. then, how do you pronounce this N? Na. Like all A's, it's like abacada. If you look at the letters, just say it flatly and put the letter A beside it. B but, is ba. But okay, so the N G A letter na versus just N na. How, how is it different when you use it? Uh, the N G is usually used at the end of a word mm-hmm. to uh, to denote uh, to denote the verb. An action oh, verb. okay. So it's used more in a grammatical sense. Yes, most of the time. So not in a spelling, mostly grammatical. Correct. Or a if you write it down, you don't write it as NGA. You just write it as NG. NG? Oh, okay. So it's, it's more of conjugation then? Correct. Got it. Yeah, but that's an exception to that letter. So, so if a child were to learn how to write Tagalog or to speak Tagalog, how, do, how does a preschool or first grader usually go about language? Do they learn their, AB, their alphabets first or 
do they start writing first or how does it how does it oh work? they learn the alphabet exactly how i uh exactly how i uh se- oh we do have a chat in uh we do have chat here i can uh how the hell do we do that? oh here we go chat? so i is this way oh you know our, our radio listeners aren't going to be able to see this oh yeah that's right that's right <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. Oh, I got okay. carried away. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, maybe we could do an illustration on our Facebook page. But yeah, yeah, it's the same as um, it's the same as how uh, children learn in the U.S. where A, B, C is put in the walls. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, A is A. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I guess my my real question is: besides, okay, after you learn the alphabet, you obviously start out learning the language by learning the alphabet, and then once you start learning vocabulary words, now is the different spellings with the alphabet, the only format to spell out words in Tagalog, or is there a different form of writing, for example, um, like the different languages in India or the different characters in China and Japan? No, no. no? It's, it's just, just combine those uh, letters. Well, that's fairly easy. You're right. It I is know, really I short. It's, it's easy. You just remember <laughs> 20 letters, six letters less. Well, what about the history of the Philippines and how the languages developed? Like, when, did, when was the first written language recorded? Oh, written language was recorded even before the Spanish came to the Philippines. Um, do you? Well, so okay, the first, let's, let's do a quick Filipino uh, history lesson. History, sure. yes. <laughs> How? So, when was the first civilization officially founded in the Philippines? Well, just like before, the Philippines were islands that people come in. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they they were just settled by merchants or people trading, right? Correct, and the first um, the first residents of the Philippines were indigenous people who crossed land bridges when the Philippines were was not an island, mm-hmm. and from that the nat- we call them the natives too, and then other people a lot of people discovered the country Chinese Dutch especially Chinese because it's close to the Philippines, mm-hmm. and they lived there they established trading, so in the south. Uh, the people that was a Muslim nation, um, the Muslim religion was there before the Spanish came. So a lot of people in the South speak uh, Muslim. And um, up up north, there's a, this different culture that just came, but never they just came to trade. You know, hey, let me trade, let me buy some. They use the country for shopping. Let's put it that way. Okay. And you <laughs> know like, what? I, I had a professor um, in high school. I mean, he, he was a professor. He had his PhD. In, in law, actually, but he was our um, our AP U.S. government and AP world history. I can't remember what he taught it. I've been, it's been a while since I've been in high school. But anyway, he did uh, say that the southeast region of Asia, where all the Pacific um, and, and where the Pacific Islands are, they hold a lot of the economic power to all of Asia because most of the trading comes through there. Correct, and there was a lot of natural resources in in the Asian uh, region, but um, it's Spain that really tried to colonize the country and establish it as its own. That's, okay, so, so it was when the Spaniards came through, and then when they left, they the the nation became a so- its own sovereign entity, right? Yes, yes. Well, uh, when they left, they actually transferred it to the United States. They sold it for ten million dollars. Oh, that's right. Yeah. At the turn of the century, mm-hmm. and then uh, it was under America for like 40, 50 years, and then it was about to be granted independence when the Japanese ruined those plans at Pearl Harbor. That's true. <laughs> um, and from Pearl Harbor, they actually flew straight to the Philippines to do their thing. Yeah, and then they island hopped through the Philippines. I mean, the Americans, they island hopped attacking every other Japanese base during World War II. I don't know, I mean the reverse, because um, during that time, Japanese knew that the Philippines was a Philippine colony. And so after they bombed Pearl Harbor, they went to the Philippines to bomb the other bases. Oh. See, I thought that the, the Japanese in World War II set up bases, well, after they bombed it, they set up bases on some of the Philippine islands. Oh, uh, yes, 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 they yeah. did. Yeah, and, and then the, the con- Americans won because they, they strategically selected, like, every other island to strike that were, like, leading bases. They didn't strike all the bases because they didn't have the manpower or Correct. the weapons they power. Were, they were selecting uh, bases or islands that are strategic mm-hmm. to help um, the war in Asia. 
I learned this when I went to New Orleans. They had a World War II. Really? Yes, they had a World I'm, War II. I'm surprised that you know this. I didn't think yeah. you was a World War aficionado like me. But I, I actually really don't like war, and I didn't really want to go to the museum. I went for the historical quality, and my husband really wanted to go, so that's why I went. But I was kind of depressed because of all the killing. Correct, I correct. like that. Um, but, you know, it's part of history. You can't ignore it or you risk yeah, it. It's, it's the past. And, you know, Japan is an, a huge ally and they help us a lot. So. Oh, yeah. It's compl- everything. I shouldn't say us because I'm an American citizen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Things, uh, things, it's not World War II anymore. That is yes, yes. That's far in the past. Um, but, yeah, going back to language, the language was in, uh, because of that, a lot of people coming in. So the language evolved. From Indonesia and Chinese, Spanish, a conglomeration of different words picked up from different cultures. And that, hence, that's why the English alphabet is used. Correct. And uh, <laughs> the reason why I'm speaking English right now instead of Spanish is uh, because if you think about it, Spain was a uh, Philippines was a colony of Spain for 300 years and only a colony of the U.S. for 50 years. So I should be speaking Spanish, not English. <laughs> <laughs> well, here, let's take a quick break, and then we'll play some music. When we come back, we can talk about it some more. Yep. Awesome. Yep.
Kung nakatambay sa mga aso din namin pinansin Basta't huwag lang kaming magtatakbo Hindi kami hahabulin So lakas loob kaming lumakad Iniingatan ang aming poise Sikat na sikat at center of attraction And the E and the boys So na kami ay paalis na Upang humanap ng ibang bahay Kami ay nanginginig at pawis na pawis At lahat ay hindi mapalagay Paano ba naman sa aming harapan? Oh my God! Ang tatalas ng ngipin Mga aso ay Naglalaway and feeling ko kami lalapain Ah yeah! Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to OCA's Asia Town Voice. We are an hour-long nonprofit program on WJCU's 88.7 FM radio. We're on every Sunday from 7 to 8 p.m. This hour-long program provides you with an inside look at the Asian American and Pacific Islander Americans' community, culture, education, and events going on in Northeast Ohio. OCA's Asia Town Voice is volunteer-based, and we hope that you, the listener, will enjoy our program and give your support to WJCU. This way, we can continue to provide many voices with many choices to you. There we go. There we go. <laughs> All right. So, DJ Alexicon, you want to introduce us to the major event coming up on May 21st and 22nd here in Cleveland? There's a tiny major event that's going on on May 21st and May 22nd. Uh, before this event, there's a marathon in the morning, but that's beside the point because after that marathon in the oh, morning, they're there not is... having the marathon in the morning. They moved the marathon. Really? I'm sorry. They have the marathon. It's not near our footprint. My bad. Okay. Forget, forget uh, what I said. <laughs> <laughs> but we we are having the the seventh Cleveland Asian Festival. Whoop whoop. And, whoop. Uh, you can expect the same things. Um, well, actually, not the same things. You can expect well, the same no. features. It will be fresh food this year. Right, 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 right. Of course. <laughs> I mean, it's going to have the same features, but always with a new twist. So expect right. two stages packed full of performances. This year, we're celebrating Korean uh, hip-hop, also known as K-pop. So we sent out um, a, a, a notification for locals to join their own little K-pop cover dance groups to come and perform. So the audience could cheer them on and see exactly, you know, how much of a K-pop talent Cleveland has. And that's going to happen Saturday. Don't worry. If you didn't get a chance to, to enter your submissions for the uh, competition, which has a cash prize, grand prize of $2,500, second wow. place is $1,000, third place is $500. So I if you didn't make – Yeah, I mean, even you, anybody could throw it together and just send us a video. So if you didn't make that, don't worry. Sunday, we're going to have K-pop random play. Uh, one of my committee members, Shade, has been working really hard. She's mixing all the popular choruses of K-pop songs and putting it together in a big uh, mash. I got a question. Is Shade a smooth operator? Is that a K-pop reference? No. Shade is a singer with a popular song called Smooth Operator. <laughs> Shade. Not Shade. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, right. yeah, sorry. I didn't. I, I, yeah, I totally missed that. Um, no, no, no. No, she's not. But we can talk. Not a smooth that. operator. Okay. Can't be. So. <laughs> um. Well, I don't know. Maybe she is. <laughs> she wouldn't be trying it out on me. But, um, but okay. So she's doing the K-pop random play on Sunday. Woo! So for Woo-hoo! anyone who wants to do some K-pop, learn some K-pop moves, and you've never done it before, Sunday from 6 p- or actually earlier, from 5.30 p.m. to 7 p.m., come to the Dragon Stage where there'll be a dragon giant puppet behind the DJ table and learn to do some K-pop. Have some fun. This year yeah, we want to do the festival to the people. 
pop those joints. Absolutely. And again, we're <laughs> going to have a huge food court with a different variety of Asian foods. I know Lisa Wong, um, the president of OCA, which sponsor, helps co-sponsors this uh, radio show. We're all her slaves. You know? Correct, correct. Volunteering on, on their the behalf. scars in my back. Yes. And, <laughs> and, and a big thank you uh, for WJC for allowing us to have this airtime. Um, Lisa is always, every year, very, very adamant about having diverse food and cultural representation in the food court and as vendors as well. So she's very nitpicky about that. Um, so DJ Luxon, you're definitely coming back for, from Chicago that weekend, right? Yes, yes. This time as a festival goer, you don't have to work. Yes, absolutely. Oh, you know what? We're going to make what? It, it, no, <laughs> you. No, that work. We're going to make you a trolley tour guide and you can tell everybody about the Filipino history. <laughs> but anyway, um, don't forget, ladies and gentlemen, May 21st and May 22nd. 22nd. Yes, from 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. at the intersection of East 27th and Payne Avenue. Well, actually, it's, it's on Payne Avenue. We shut down East 27th to East 30th. And there'll be two stages there. One of them will be on the corner. Make sure you're there. And if you want to use um, the GPS address, you can put it Asia Plaza or 29. 99 Payne Avenue, free parking at the CSU lots, the ones that are closest to the festival. Um, you can't park at all of them. It's, um, I honestly, I can't remember the numbers of the lots off the top of my head, but they're going to be the uh, west of most, I'm sorry, the eastmost lots. It's going to be the lots closest to the festival that will offer free parking. And there'll be signs as well. So, and it's like a, what, three block walk. And if you don't want to walk, we're going to have free shuttles shuttling you to and from the festival to the parking lot. I think that would be on East 24th by Cleveland State University. Yes, the East 24th. I think the lots um, starting at East 21st on. Don't don't take my word for it, but definitely the lots at the East 24th off of Payne Avenue. Yes. So, all right, go on. So by the way, uh, is there a website that people can start checking out? Oh, yeah, at of this course, ClevelandAsianFestival.org. Everything is there. Yes. And the reason that we selected May is because May is Asian Heritage Month. Correct. Speaking During of this month, it's national. It's not like only a Cleveland thing. It's a national thing. Uh, there's a lot of TV shows focusing on National Asian Heritage Month. There's a lot of events going on in your own communities. Mm -hmm. uh, doors by the Senate, endorsed by the government. And there's just a lot of TV shows coming up. Absolutely. Um, all right, so you've interrupted me like three times, but I'm just going to let it slide, okay? Let it slide. <laughs> um, smooth operator. No, okay, really bad joke. <laughs> <laughs> what? It's a song. I don't even know. I don't even remember the song anymore. Um, okay, so DJ Lexicon, let's go back to talking about Tagalog and history of the yes. Philippines. So if uh, somebody over here wanted to start learning Tagalog or any of the dialects of the F Filipino languages, how would they start? What do you recommend? Do you recommend like Rosetta Stone or um, would they would they have to, I guess like all the different inflections they have, what is, yeah. how would they go it's, about learning? It's not, um, yeah, I guess Rosetta Stone is good. Google Translate is a good start as well. Um, it's not a it's not a difficult language. If you know a Filipino, just ask a few words, and it's going to uh, it's going to work out. Um, and yeah, unfortunately, there's no school around Cleveland to to learn it. But a lot of people that started listening to it and learning it find that it was uh, very easy. Tagalog. Yeah. I you know I don't know if it's easy. It's only twenty letters. Well, yeah, you got to work harder. There's like different combinations. That's an increased combination of the different. Yeah, but there's no inflections. There's no symbols above the letters. There's no tones. You just say it in a flat way. There's like uh, words that are used in Spanish as well. A good example is uh, la mesa. La mesa. That's a table. Oh. Yeah. Uh, the word, how are you, is kumusta. Uh -huh. It's a uh -huh. short version of como estas in Spanish. Interesting. So are you able to pick up Spanish easily? Yes, I, I can. I've actually been uh, listening to Spanish radio over the past few months while I'm driving so that I could uh, relearn my Spanish as I learned in school. So how much of it is also based in English? I mean, obviously the word bar, you know. <laughs> yeah, there's no Filipino word. 
There's not a lot of it based on English, to be honest with you. Um, uh, DJ Ghost host Johnny Wu uh, texted and says, yeah, use Rosetta, Rosetta Stone to learn. Um... Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> there he is. <laughs> now the ghost effect is really for real now that uh, we are <laughs> hundreds like of miles was, away. I thought that was DJ Alexagon. Do it again. <laughs> it's, it's really a ghost. So, ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's welcome back DJ uh, Ghost host Johnny Wu. Hello. So the reason we call him the ghost host is sometimes he attends to his other business in studio and DJ Lexicon just shoot the breeze kind of doing the episode um, on languages. And now that he's back, uh, welcome him back. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> so this, this is actually very interesting. DJ Lexicon were talking, and I were talking about um, Tagalog and the language in the Philippines and how it is kind of an amalgamation of um, English letters because the Philippines belonged to America for a while, um, but it's also based in Spanish because it was under Spanish rule for a while, and right. also the indigenous languages. Now, um, ghost host Johnny Wu is actually from Panama, despite his name being yeah. Johnny Wu. Speak Spanish. <laughs> yes, I speak Spanish. I was also uh, live in Pan uh, Philippines for five years. Oh, I forgot about that. You're also Philippine. You're like Taiwanese, um, Panamanian, Filipino-American. <laughs> you are yes. the... Um, Multicultural. You are the what is, uh, the Frankenstein. Well, not really. Frankenstein. Well, I like, <laughs> oh, wow. I changed from <laughs> ghost house to be a Frankenstein. Tres culturas. So... I will now start dropping Spanish words. Well, you know, um, when I was in Philippines, uh, they called they called they they considered the Spanish the like Castellano uh, instead of a, uh, Spanish. Si, Castellano. What does that mean? Castellano is the more traditional Latin Spanish. Mm -hmm. Yeah. From Spain. A lot of uh, my my grandma and during my grandma's time, uh, they called uh, Spanish people Castilla. Yeah. So, so it's more that kind of that style of a language or dialogues, right? I so think. I don't know if um, DJ Ghost host Johnny Wu actually speaks Tagalog, but I was going to have DJ Lexicon. No. no? no okay, so DJ Lexicon, can you try to teach him or say some things with the Spanish influence and see if he can pick up on it? This will be like our little game. Uh-oh. Uh... <laughs> All right. Here's one word that Johnny should know. Uh... Cuchara. Uh, cockroach. No, cuchara oh. is spoon. Yes. See. Wait. Wh what? I just dropped a Filipino word, and it's also the same in Spanish. Cuchara. Yeah. Can you do one that that has a Spanish influence, but is not quite completely Spanish? <laughs> La mesa. The what? La mesa. La mesa. Are you talking about the table? Yeah. See. <laughs> I knew that one. He mentioned it earlier. Como esta? Muy bien, gracias. See, he answered. Bien, bien, bien. <laughs> Mucho bien. Mi amigo. Uh, ¿Está el frío en la Cleveland? Uh, estás uh, nevando. Oh. <laughs> Ian is lost. I am so lost. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you anybody listening to this would be like, wait, isn't this supposed to be an Asian show? My, my confidence <laughs> is Philippine. Philippines speak Spanish, so it's still... Yeah, yeah, but I mean, if they tune in like like right now. Okay. No, actually, my, 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 my confidence is speaking Spanish spiked up over the four months because I mentioned to you that I've been listening to Spanish uh, radio yeah. for the past four months when I'm driving around just to brush up on my Spanish because there's a lot of Spanish people uh, Hispanic people here so you could oh, hear yeah, it a lot in Chicago yeah. and then I got friends who speak to at work so I, I tried to practice with them and you know when I listen to them I, I'm picking slowly picking it up Wow um, all right. So, is there anything else to add about uh, our history lesson about the Philippines, um, or about the dialects? Uh, yeah, it's a simple language. Uh, visit your local Philippine stores in Cleveland. <laughs> <laughs> so, Johnny, you were there for five years, and you didn't learn any of the the language yeah, at all. Yeah, why didn't no, you learn? Uh, in reality, the language I, I spoke in Philippine was only Spanish or English. And then when I went to Taiwan, Taiwan for four years, I learned Chinese. And then uh, back to Panama, I started learning Spanish again. So, so my first language, really speaking, is English. Oh, kind of weird. I was going to say Spanish. Know, we're the same. We're the same. <laughs> so wait, Chinese was, you didn't learn that until you were older? 
yeah, I the way I learned Chinese was in Taiwan. Is my father forced me to write a book every day. <laughs> what? But I mean, that doesn't do you any good unless you know what you're writing and how to pronounce it. No, it basically apparently when it, for his perspective, when you're writing it, you had to figure out what you're writing. So you actually automatically learn how to do that. But the the funny thing is, I learned Spanish uh, more, uh, more uh, the more concise Spanish in Panama because I I was forced to learn all the verbs. That's the first <laughs> thing I, I was done. It's learning all the verbs, you know, and then from there on everything else will be easier, which is true. How about the swear words? Uh, <laughs> no comment. <laughs> well, he was a little kid, so of course he learned all the swear words. That's what little kids want to learn first, yeah. right? Yeah. I, I don't want to. I don't want to drop curses because they might be listening. Yeah. No, we have to bleep <laughs> out. You're gonna say something. It's gonna go bleep. I was about to, I was about to say something in Spanish and then I realized well they might they might be listening there. Yeah, don't no 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 bad words. Yeah, you have to be good. Yeah, we have to be um, nice. But it's in Spanish. Doesn't matter. Well, we still have to be say nice. Something We're professional. Say something else in Spanish that CFDJ uh or Ghost Host will know. Uh, a curse word? Oh no, no. Oh. Say, say <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> no, but do do a couple other words. I I'm, I'm going to see if I can pick this up. Uh man, I couldn't remember any. Uh, let's see, let's see, let's see. Uh, platito, small plate. Correct. See. And was that Spanish or Tagalog? That's, That's Tagalog. Okay. Really? Yeah. Okay. It's exactly it, the same. It, it, it's, it's very same. It, like you know, very because it's Castellano. So. Oh yeah, wow. I, I'm thinking of uh, the words that my grandma used to uh, to drop on <laughs> me when, because you know. So yeah, it's that's a. Uh, so wait, how long was the Philippines under U.S. rule before they were emancipated? Fifty years. That's that's a lot longer than I thought. Yeah, nineteen oh one till nineteen forty something. I didn't even know that part of the story, like history. I yeah, a few I, years I, under the Japanese. Okay, that I know. <laughs> I also know it because the Spanish were conquistadores were there. Yeah, right. that's, that's what I was. That's why my last name came from Spain via Cuba, yeah. via Cuba. Alarcon. Yes, that doesn't it's, really sound like any. I that I doesn't really sound like any. It's well the way you say it, but if I say if I say Alarcon, yeah, it's so ah. so it's a so it's a well a Brunswick mayor. Uh, Alcony. Yeah, that's how to you. It's more more Spanish than anything else. I yeah. thought it sounded very Italian. Yeah, the Alarcon family name is uh, a prominent uh, family in Spain who participated in the Crusades. Right. I'm sorry, what family? The Alarcon family name. It's a big family name in the uh, in Spain which participated in the Crusades. Really? Yep. You I guys traced... know you lost all but the first one, right? Unfortunately, <laughs> when, when we get to Alex, uh, DJ Alexicon, he became just a sleepyhead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That must be why I lost all the other ones. I'm a, <laughs> you know, I'm I, a sleeper, not a fighter. That's, that's good. That's good. You're a lover, not a fighter. You love sleep. Um, yes. But, you know, the the, the the Crusades are not a laughing matter. But No, um, no. But I would have joined them if I was alive then. Would you really have? Well, I'm Catholic. Oh, and actually, I don't think a lot of people back then had a choice, did they? <clears throat> No, it's, it, it, it's, it's it's the main religion uh, crusade. So yeah, there's no choice. So you go against or pretty much you get drafted instead of yeah. government. It's a church that drafts you. So right. yeah, that's yeah if you don't join it, especially if you're a rich family, normally it was funded by the rich families because they couldn't really fund make big boats to travel all the way to the Middle East from the Europe. So and actually, speaking of boats and World War Two, when I was at the World War Two museum, I found oh, out here we go. <laughs> in New Orleans. <laughs> I found out why New Orleans got to have the museum. Um, did you know that the boats used on D-Day actually came from uh, New Orleans? Uh, because I know that. Yeah, they needed boats, like the, the really shallow boats, um, where most of the mass is above the waterline. Those are the boats that they used to get around the swamps, and they needed those in World War II to be able to land quickly so they're not exposed as they're trying to wade through water. So that's, that's you know, because of those boats from New Orleans, that's how World War II was... Uh, was they had they gave them an advantage in Europe? I bet those some of those boats landed in the Philippines. Did they? Well, yeah, because uh, General MacArthur returned to the Philippines after he left, and there was a lot of boats involved. I, you know, I don't, I, I, I don't know anything about that. Uh, but 
it was really interesting because it just was kind of like um, serendipitous that when we went to the museum, it was called a road to Tokyo was the name of the exhibit. And it pretty much talked about um, the Eastern and the Asian involvement or the U S involvement in uh, trying to stop Japan from invading China. And that was, and, and also defending Pearl Harbor. So that was pretty interesting. But all right. Um, I think this is uh, pretty much all DJ Lexicon has to teach us about. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm looking forward to the other languages that we will be touching in the future. Absolutely. So, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning in. And remember, please like our Facebook page. It's OCA Oscar Charlie Alpha. Asia Town Voice. Miss Military Woman. <laughs> I used to work, one of my first jobs was at a call center and customer service, so we had to do everything uh, phonetically like that. So, oh, yeah. Really? Yep. Numbers are easy, but not so much uh, letters. Correct. They sound too much like when you say them. So, all right. Please like our Facebook page, and thank you so much for tuning in, and we will catch you next week. Bye. 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 Bye.